everyone welcome to episode 247 of the footy show the prelim finals they've been run and won i have a very 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 happy co-host alongside me although you can't see his face because hey he doesn't want to have you see in those faces it's mr rob cox how you doing mate <laughs> look away i'm i'm hitting Good, buddy. Good. Uh, very happy that I was completely wrong on the uh, second game of the preliminary smoke. Completely yeah, Melbourne wrong. have... I'm Warwick Nicholson, but um, yeah, Melbourne, they just, they got the deer in the headlights. Uh, today, Penrith 10, Melbourne 6, last night, uh, South Sydney 36, 16 over Manly. We're going to start with, with Penrith's win, which... Uh, I'm going to go and say... A great final, maybe not a great pure game of rugby league as such, but a great final. It was gripping, it was engrossing, it was great defence, but it was two teams that just didn't take their opportunities in attack uh, and no more than Melbourne in the last 20 when Penrith served up, I reckon, at least three to four really good sets in terms of field position. And uh, Melbourne just... The, the composure and the, the Melbourne way we keep hearing about Cocksmith, it went out the window. I thought they were really, really poor in the last 20 and Penrith just found that that last tackle they needed uh, leading up to the last play and get the result. I was really impressed by how Penrith won it the hard way. And look, I'll be first to say, I thought they needed to attack a bit more to make the GF this year and I was wrong. Yeah, mate. Look, I, I think I think um, Melbourne Melbourne were desperately unlucky with losing Welsh and and Smith uh, Brandon Smith mm-hmm. in the first half, um, and I think that affected them at the back end of the game. They were quite tired. Both both teams were quite tired towards the back of the game, well, well, um, and the first half as well. But uh, look, I think you know this uh, this low scoring. You know, we saw it from Penrith in the last game. They won eight six. Um, you know, when and the first week of the finals out. against South, yeah. It's, uh, you know, obviously they're really leaning on their defence and the defence was pretty good today, pretty good. Um, there are a few chinks in, in Penrith's armour. You mm. know, things like kick, kick out takes a long time to turn around. He's like the Titanic. He's not real nimble on his feet. In fact, I thought he was quite poor today, to be honest. Mm. Um, and, he, and he, you know... Set up the match he, he, wasn't, he wasn't on his own, though, um, today. 
there were a few subpar players on both teams, you know, and, and I guess you get that at the back end of a season, a long season, a disrupted season. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I picked I picked Melbourne to win by 14, I think it was, or, or yeah. 12. You said, you said and, by 20. Yeah, and, and I was totally wrong. Um, and I was actually wrong about the, the night before's game as well because I thought it would be tighter. Um, so I've got a bit of egg on my face, but I'm quite <laughs> happy about that today because, yeah. you know, Basically, everyone who listens to this podcast knows that I like Penrith. They're not my number one people, team, yeah. but they're probably they're probably number two. And um, you know, I thought Nathan Cleary had a really good game. He, he did yeah. have some errors as well. And and you know, I can see the, I can see the nerves coming into high pressure games from everybody. You know, there there, there weren't too many um, players that didn't make mistakes today. It wasn't a mistake free game, but it was tight. No, and yeah. and it was it was a good um, you know we. We saw how to beat Melbourne today, you know, even without those players um, that were were injured. I think we saw the blueprint on how to beat Melbourne. And, and you know... You if, can't give them a start. First, you can't give them yeah, a start. You, you, you've just, got to get your own murder. start and then you've yeah. got to defend them into mistakes. And and it's what they did, you know. So, um I don't know. I, I uh, I'm really looking forward to next week's game. But what about the night before? What did you think of uh, South and Manly? South and Manly, and I'll come back to Melbourne because I, I do want to analyze that element of how they're deer in headlights. I really think it was that case this this game. But South and Manly to script South forwards too good, just too good. And Damian Cook reminding everybody just how good a hooker he is. Uh, acres of space around the play of the ball, time to choose what he wants to do. That makes um, Reynolds, who I thought was outstanding, even with a pop groin, evidently. Uh, Manly just, they can't, that forward pack's not that great. And I know I had a, a Twitter exchange, I think with Mark Ashton um, beforehand. He goes, oh, what's this obsession people have with Manly's forward pack not being as good as South? And I'm thinking, it's just the it's just the facts. that They've got their best forward in the middle is Tapao, who for some reason started off the bench again. And I just, I feel like he's, He's a really good number two, a really, really, really good number two. And yeah, Paseka and Aloi and Kepi, who obviously was knocked out, good players, but not they couldn't match what South did. And, and my nephew asked me this today, and I basically said the, the key decision South made, Wayne Bennett made a couple of weeks ago, Tom Burgess and Jay Arrow to the bench. It's been a masterstroke. It's been an absolute masterstroke because his starting forwards hold the opposition. And then he brings those two fellas on who just rip in and they, they came all over the, 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 the weaker team on the other side. It's just, I was really impressed with what South did. They ran over in the middle and then they stretched them on the edges and Manly and, and Tommy and DCE. They can't win games like that. They can't. Well, it, it's the old adage, isn't it, mate? That, you know, you've got to own the middle. Um, if you don't own the middle, uh, there's very little chance you're going to win the game. Uh, mm. And that's just what it is. And, and yeah, look, Manly were desperately unlucky last night as well with Kepi going early. Uh, you, could see what, you could see what Des is trying to do. He's put Kepi on to try and bring, bring to power on as, a, as an impact. But when he's got to come on in the, in the sixth minute, um, yeah. there's no impact from him. So they had very little strike off the bench. Um, you know, I, I thought DCE made some pretty ordinary mistakes um, because, of, because of pressure, you know. And if, if you want to know... If you want to know how to make players make mistakes, it's to put them in, in pressure situations. Contrast uh, last week, DCE space versus DCE space Friday night. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, he didn't, he didn't have a lot. I mean, I can't remember the last time DC ran himself out, out of bounds, you know, <laughs> over the sideline. Um, that's pressure. Pressure does that to you. Uh, yeah. Turbo had hardly any room to move. He had a couple of moments of brilliance because he is brilliant. But mm. in, the, in the team structure, he just didn't have anywhere to go. Those um, two moments, quickly, just the, the obstruction was the right call. It, it's Even Desi said it afterwards. He acknowledged, look, he took him out. And people complaining yeah. about Reynolds, not he wasn't going to get turbo. It wasn't about whether Reynolds would get turbo. It was to pull Graham in so that Graham yeah. was then exposed by turbo. That's the whole aim of the play. Uh, yeah. I, I know that there are greater minds than us who offer different opinions on the telecast, but it's, that's, that's what they're doing. It's what they're trained to do. And then Tommy obviously dropping the ball over the line um, was huge as well. But I did feel like the game was yeah. gone even somewhat before then. Uh, and Manly, look, they'll, they'll look at this season and go, we were really, really awesome. Better than good, but awesome against the poor sides. And even yeah. the sides who were on the same level of us. But when it came to those big teams in the big games, uh, they got found out by Melbourne and then they got beaten by South. And, you know, in a day, fourth, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. look, it's a pass mark for sure. And I, and I think um, there were some really good things that we saw out of out of Manly this year. You know, you don't, you don't get to finish... You know, fourth and and have um, a fail mark usually, unless you're one of the favourites. But I'll I'll tell you, I really like Dylan Walker coming off the bench. The the energy that he brings yeah. when he plays the hitman in the middle. You know, he's getting off his line fast. He's he's often trying to defend as an A defender so that he can pressure the uh, the first receiver, and he does so. And you know, the the hits that he put on were were fantastic. I, I think they need to do a bit more of that next year. In fact, you know, Dylan Walker would be one of those players who you'd probably buy into your club as a 14 if he was going to play like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I I don't think it's all bad for Manly, um, but they do need some forwards. Um, Josh Alloway, he's just not doing it. Um, he's going to miss know, the first he, few weeks, I think, of next year for that tackle as well. well. But let's be honest, he didn't really do the business for the Tigers no. much either when they brought no. him in. Um, no. So, yeah, they've got a little bit of a, a little bit of building to do there but um what about south how are you thinking about south at this stage we're trying to rush this podcast through everybody that's why we're yeah jumping yeah. a little bit uh look uh, south I, I thought south were good um they didn't look as they didn't look as strikey as as i thought they would be if that's a word okay. strikey yeah um potent I, yeah they didn't they didn't look like I thought they would. Um, but then again, you know, they're playing really tight games now. I mean, it's, it's, I guess it's a little bit like in reflection, we've, we've been belting Penrith over the head for saying that they're not um, looking as potent, but they're playing tighter games. They're playing games mm. against the best teams in the comp this time of the year. So um, you've got to give the opposition a little bit of credit. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like the look of South when Reynolds is kicking the ball a lot. And I know he couldn't because of his groin or whatever happened last night. As it warmed up, he kicked it more. Yeah. <laughs> In general, yeah, play, um, yeah. But Cody Walker doesn't say, to me anyway isn't your first string kicker. Um, no. So you know, I, I guess as much as as much as South were probably hoping for that game today to go into extra time, <laughs> I think um, Penrith will probably be hoping that his his groin doesn't recover before next week. Uh, and groins can last a while um, well, if it's a you know. Well, Ben and, and Reynolds admitted serious chance he wasn't playing last night. Serious chance. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't a glib comment just to create some controversy for the week. And you know, Menels looked at his coach and said, "You know, you almost didn't let me play." A bold decision from from Bennett to to go with him. Got a great game out of Blake Tate. Played really well. Uh, yeah. And Walker, I thought, wasn't 
outstanding, but just just dangerous enough when he had to be. But to me, the game was 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 the cook the cook and the forward pack show, uh, and Manly just couldn't yeah. match it. I think I think Cook played enormously last night. He he, he showed why he's probably the game's number one hooker at the moment. Um, very very dangerous. He's compare his performance well. today with Harry Grant's. Now we yeah, both well, love was, Harry Grant, but he's not at the yeah. Cook level. I'm sorry, it's not yet, not yet, not yet. I love the smell of the finals in the morning. In saying that, I think Kairosau was the best hooker on the field today, um, mm. just especially in those last 15 minutes, uh, the runs that he was making and uh, his defence. No one really watches much of his defence, but he defends a lot, um, Kairosau. And, um, you know, I think he, he was the best hooker on the field of the three hookers that played today. Um, just quickly on Kairosau, what was impressive about him is that he looks like he's dead tired most of the time. Yet he keeps yeah. fronting up. It's if you watch him out of the line, yeah. he staggers. It's like I'm half drunk, and then he makes and he stops big blokes twice the size of him. It's impressive. Yeah. He, well, and and often often when they're attacking, he'll stumble into dummy half and yeah. you know uh, look like he's out of gas. But no, I don't know if that's feigning. I'm not too sure what he's doing there. Um, pushing through the fatigue but, barrier, isn't it? Yeah, probably. He's probably. I mean, you know, um, mm. I don't know who got man of the match last night or today, no. but. Who who gets your man of the match for last night? Oh, last night was Cook. I have no no no, no hesitation on going Cook with that. And then today, I probably come back to Cleary, in the sense that he just stayed so in the game. Even when Penrith had, I mean, that first half, I felt like Penrith should have got more than one try. And at the end of the day, the the play, which was superb, and okay, you know, teams, one team that might do it differently, and and Melbourne another team, I guess it might, but this play. Came off brilliantly a kick to the wing, all right, for Crichton yeah. to open the try from dummy half. Do they do it again in the grand final? Have they got the guts to do that? Because I hope oh, they do. Certainly, they'll, certainly they'll do it if that if that uh, defence is compressed like the way that Melbourne were. Um, and Melbourne often run a very uh, compressed defence. Um, you know, they, they're not expecting him to kick at the, you know, from where the position he's in over there. But it's obviously, amazing. it was a set play. They yeah. talked about it beforehand. They've probably been talking about it for weeks. And, and looking at patterns on video about what Melbourne do when they're under the pump. Um, you know, for, for mine today, I think Cleary was a very good player and he even got buzzed in the head a little bit there. Uh, um, let's, we'll get to that in a sec, but yeah. Mm. He, got, he got buzzed. But he, got, he, got, he, got, he got enough hit. He got hit enough to go off the field. Let's be perfectly frank. Yeah. Just for two but seconds. But he stayed he on. He, he stayed on. I think Yo was my best today. And, he was and pretty impressive he's, again. He's been great he's the whole quite often. season, let alone the last couple of weeks. Yeah, quite often Yo is is you know the guy that goes without really getting too many you know accolades. He's just a worker, um, you know, very understated. Um, something I found interesting last night was mm. um, uh, the guy that probably shouldn't have been refereeing the game, Ashley Klein, um, <laughs> when Kepi got clearly almost knocked out cold in front of him. He said, "Play on." Um, I I'll tell you what. I think that was a tough call on Manly. That's not what lost him the game. But I think the play needed to stop there. It was in the ruck. Uh, it was at the play of the ball. Kepi's wandering around like he'd had 15 mm. schooners. Um, it, yeah, it wasn't 10 metres behind the play like the Penrith won the week before or 20 metres behind the play. It was right in his face. I think Correct. It's, it's in the ruck. I messaged you about it. I, I, my gut feel was that everything that had gone on during the week, Klein forgot that he actually can call time out if a player looks like he's in danger. He doesn't have to have a refer- uh, a touchy from 
40 metres away on the sideline yell it out like he did the week before. I, I think it was the moment got him. Wrong decision, mm-hmm. but I think what you saw from the week before had an influence yeah. on him just forgetting that and, he has the power. And and I'd also like to say to all the whinging, whining Eel supporters out there today, <laughs> um, we saw the Melbourne orange shirt pull the game up. <laughs> this is fantastic. For a sore shoulder. On, well, not, on, not just that. No, that was, that was, yeah, that stopped, was, that was Smith's one, but the worst one the was game. the Welch one. The stopped, Welch one was the worst. the Stopped the game twice. Yeah. Stopped the game twice. Welsh stayed on the field. I mean, look, we saw everything from Melbourne today. We saw yeah. them. They, they they often, when they're under the pump, they'll pull their all, all their tricks out, like most teams do. Kenny Bromwich. Fair play to them. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah. But we but we saw we saw the orange shirt stop the game twice for non-serious injuries and before he got to the player, exactly like the way that uh, Penrith did it last week. Will we see him get a $25,000 fine? Hell no. Will we see him get stood down? No. When well, not, they're not happen. playing next week, Melbourne. So no, it's less but of will, an, they, less will of an issue. they stand? Will they stand him down for round one? You, no, you they the won't. Answer. You know the answer, Cox. I know the answer. They, they, you know, uh, they, they Just something that frustrates the hell out of me, and I know that it's just it's play that Melbourne do. But the the lying on the on the, the flopping that we see from Melbourne, the third man in is always the flopper. I, yeah. I watched it. I watched the whole game, but my son said, "What are you blowing up about that?" I, yeah. I said, "Let's watch the next six tackles." Mm-hmm. And the third man in stands there till the tackle's done, then flop on. And he lands his own player. He doesn't. Let, he's smart. I don't no, land on the, always, the the ball carrier. It's always on the guy defending. Always right. And the other thing they do is they always play at the ball every set. They play at the ball, and what it does is it makes the, the referee make a decision over. He, he's looking at it. They wrap the ball up. They claim that they've got the ball. Mm-hmm. And then the referee has to make a decision about not how long the play the ball's happening, but who's got the ball. Oh, okay. No, no. Add a car. Let him go. Oh, let him go. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. No, he's just gone in for another grab. And, he, <laughs> and he's, he's just taken two or, two or three seconds longer to give his team a break. All those seconds add up. This is what Melbourne do. And, and I get a bit filthy at it because it's gamesmanship. Okay. Yeah. It's professional fouling is basically it's, what it is. It's playing chicken with the ref. That's what it is. Yeah. And yeah. it's and we so much easier to do when you're leading than it is when you're chasing. That's the beauty and we didn't of see too much. We didn't see too too much Jared Sutton pulling up about it today. Well, um, two things we know. I was watching um, with a flatmate at different points. He was coming in and out of his office. But um, the key thing we saw was Jerry Sutton giving away 10, inside the 10 metre six agains like they were candy and right. not calling a thing in the play the ball. It was, yep. it was one of the worst displays of picking one thing to focus on and not touching the other that I've seen from the referee. He can't be in charge of the grand final, but he will be. Uh, I want to go back to the Brandon Smith incident after we just quickly address the hilarity of Christian Welsh HIA check. All right. Yeah. That the next very next play Cleary kicks the ball to Crichton. That's cool. I love the fact that it didn't actually help Melbourne. They actually got their pants pulled down the very next play, but the Brandon Smith one. And I messaged you about it. I messaged your other friends and you could see, he goes in, it happened a couple of tackles earlier, smashed his shoulder, couldn't lift it. Then he went in and copped it. I think it was a boot to the head, something to the head. And he, he copped one to the head, but it wasn't, that wasn't why he was down. He couldn't make a tackle the next set. The trainer comes up and tried to start the HIA test with him. And he pushes mm. the trainer away and says, nah, nah it's my shoulder. Mm. All right? And the play kept going. And I messaged you and I said, wait for the HIA to get enacted by Melbourne. It's just happening. Mm. 
And I reckon it outsmarted Melbourne a little bit. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the thing with the HIA is it gives you a free interchange. Great. Yeah. It also makes you have to then make a decision within 15 minutes. Can this player come back on? And I reckon what happened is if they needed to bring Brandon Smith on at the end of the game with a bung shoulder, they probably could have. But because they played the HIA card, they had to make a call within 15 minutes. Because otherwise you would have had to have come back on. Correct. And I think that's where it might have might have hurt them that he might have been able to give them yeah. 10 minutes at the end of the match. But because they played the HIA free interchange card, so is it the difference in the game? Well, losing Smith is a, is a big factor in this game. There is no doubt Absolutely. about that. But I just think they outthought themselves a little bit here. If he just goes off injured, cop the interchange, maybe he comes back and makes a difference in the last 10 minutes playing with a needle or something like that. Um, we've got a wrap because yeah. I know you've got food coming. Uh, but that's so good. I am extremely impressed with Mel, uh, with um, Penrith's ability to win this game. Uh, again, they've scored, they've scored, what, four tries in three games. Uh, <laughs> one try from the hands, which is a nice play off the scrum. Kick it out, really nice pass, and he copped a hit for it. Uh, mm. Melbourne's outside backs. I know they only considered two tries, but I'm just not that impressed. Uh, Munster, not a big game player in this one. Uh, he got, no, he got very, usually he got, is. He got very, to, I think to there's be a bit fair. of a myth around that, around every game. He can lift for big games, but Origin this year, MIA, uh, I just, the, the try that he set up was all Pappenhausen. I, I lost it when he scored that try because the composure from young Pappy not to grab at that ball. How many players would have grabbed at the ball then? That, oh, that yeah. half a second early and knocked it on. Uh, yeah. Melbourne, it's, it's a hard loss to take because we texted each other. We said on the podcast, it felt like the only way Melbourne lose this game is if they choke. And I feel like they did. I really do. I think they it, choked. Yeah. It's, not, it's not just Penrith being great who they were, but it's, it's Melbourne playing a certain way all year and then getting to this game and it's just not happening for him. And I go back to that Parramatta game and we've bleeded on about this since we've come back and podcasted the last month or so. If you don't concede early against Melbourne, you force them to go from a team that plays with intensity but a controlled, we're going to play the game at our own pace intensity to they start chasing the game. Melbourne chased the game really early in this match. Really, really early in this match. They, they, they used a lot of petrol chasing the game. They did, and lead. all credit to Penrith. Nathan Cleary, the, the best young half I've seen in a long time. And I know it's not newsflash for anybody, but he is. He's just got, he's got everything. And I want to finish on this element because we will talk about all the grand final stuff the next pod we do. Obviously, South and Penrith, but it's the second time I've seen a blatant knock that Cleary's taken in the last 15 minutes of a game that he has not been taken off. There has not been a directive from the NRL doctor who's there to bring him off. The game hurts itself in these regards because some players go off Cocksmith for the most minor nothingness where it almost seems like it's, it's, a, it's an interchange. Um, what's the word? Uh, rot. A regulation interchange. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But then you see sometimes where a player will cop one and it actually doesn't look that bad. And yet you'll mm. see the call come off from the sideline from the NRL doctor saying he's got to come off. And then he comes off. Get this one. Cleary clearly, it's, a, it doesn't, it's not obvious in the tackle he makes right at that point in time. But as he gets up, you can see that he's not quite right. He has the little, little Jimmy legs, goes back into his line. Then the trainer comes out and talks to him. And he says, no, no, I'm fine. And then we see nothing of it again. I am stunned there was not a follow-up. It was a very quick on the run as it happened. And I 
I don't like the message that it sends, sorry, swiftly, because it clearly proves there is one rule for for the great for for the influential players and one rule for players that aren't as good. And it, I'm sorry, but it, it exists because that was a great example. Is it the difference between Penrith making the grand final or not? The score was still 10 0 at the time. I think it was or 10 6 at the time. They, they weren't mm. behind and then they won because of Cleary. I just I just find this really, really infuriating because But but here's the thing, right? right. Let, let's not just right. let let's just say let's just say they go out and give him an HIA, right? And let's say, you know, the orange shirt cat from um yep. Panthers goes Craig out Patrick, yep. and yeah, goes out and gives him a a uh, HIA. Do you think if he's kind of borderline, do you reckon he's going to fail him? No, it's the 15 minutes. No. It's the 15 minutes issue that I have here. Because yeah, it's but what I'm saying is, they if, can't if he, bring him back on. Yeah, but what I'm off, saying is, if he goes out and gets the HIA and the orange shirt says he's passed with flying colours, he's sweet to go, they're not going to pull him off. No, there's they're usually, pull him off, if, if they do it that quickly, there is usually another stoppage afterwards. You've seen it. You've, you've seen it, it happen a hundred times. There usually yeah, but, is. It's yeah, okay. it's the last fifteen minute I, factor, and I just it's it's disappointing. It didn't. I, I know, know. I know. But but what 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 happened? What what about when Munster earlier on this year went off for an HIA and came back on ten seconds later? They've been doing that since we we discussed this two weeks ago. Yeah, it's there's ridiculous. no way in the world. There is no way in the world in a grand final that an NRL doctor has got balls big enough to do that. Not going to happen. Yep. Not going to happen, mate. Yep. They won't do it in round six. They're not going to do it in the GF. Then you have to. Then you have to, as far as I'm concerned, be less either uh, strict on the pulling players off later in the piece, which they have been. Or they've been. It's just been players all of a sudden they're coming off, or you really crack down on these these rotting HIAs, which are currently happening because there was a case to bring Nathan Cleary off there. Yet this is my issue is, but there are there is there was no case whatsoever to bring off Brandon Smith. Now no, they showed Brandon Smith well, after the game, halfway towards the end of the game. Sorry, and it looked like his shoulder wasn't concussed to me. I don't know about you. It looked okay. Well, well, put it this way: There's, I, I think if you were to ask Coach Cleary in in a press conference, how's Nathan after head knock? And he'll, be, he'll be like, "Oh no, he, you What's saw him knock? play. He, he was fine. He, he <laughs> finished the game. He didn't fall over. He wasn't knocked out cold." So I, I just think, I just think. Often when it's when it's forwards getting a head knock, they're looking for a break anyway. Usually, mm. if it's not in the first fifteen, they're looking for a break, so they'll take the free HIA. Clearly, Brandon Smith wasn't a head injury; mm. uh, it was a shoulder injury and couldn't yeah. finish. So, you know, I don't know. I, I think that sometimes, I honestly think that that a little bit like this whole pandemic sham, to my to my mind, I think we should let the players look after their own health, and if they're not in a position to look after their own health then they should be taken off. Yeah. Simple. If the player wants to stay on and if he's if he's got his faculties about him, let him stay on. Like That's the issue here. That is the issue here. If you want to want to roar it one way, you can't then let Cleary stay on the field today. That's that's the bit that really grinds my gears. Yeah. Anyway. But the good um, news we should wrap is, it up. You the got good news coming. is the good news is Penrith are in a grand final and they Melbourne are. are gone for the year. How they good? Are. Oh, it's fantastic. It's uh, Wayne Bennett, 10 grand finals. Benji Marshall back after a decade and a half Amazing. in the wilderness. Uh, Amazing. It's fantastic. Souths, Penrith, grand final next Sunday. We will reconvene. Uh, I'm not sure when, some stage early in the week, to do a full podcast uh, preview in the grand let's, final. Uh, match up, but let, let's do it when they, pick the, when they pick the teams. Let's I, Tuesday. I so if we record Tuesday night, 
we record Tuesday yeah. night. That way we'll have the Dally M's under um, and out of the way and hopefully Tommy wins that. And look, there's plenty we could have talked about extra here, but Optimus got some food in the way. What have you got coming, mate? We've, we've talked about food ad nauseum on this show lately. Chinese, mate. Oh, very nice. I'm thinking a big, big, huge burger and a side of fries. That'd be good too. It could happen. That'd be good it too. could happen. Uh, so just recapping, Penrith 10, Melbourne 6, uh, South 36, 16 over Manly. South Sydney Rabbitohs, Penrith Panthers, 2021 Grand Final. How good, Cocksmith? How good would it be if it was in Sydney with no shamdemic, um, you know, problems? Been a how how big would that be? It'd be oh, huge. Oh, that'd be a good, good grand final. It'd be final. huge. Uh, Daryl East, like huge. All right, mate, take us huge. out. Uh, Pepsi. Not the footy show. Show. Wasn't it a great game? It was absolutely Phil. Just an outstanding game of rugby league. Reminds you of why we commentate on it, we play it, we watch it. Fabulous, uh, a fabulous piece of entertainment. The Panthers have won. They go to the grand final to play South Sydney. They beat the storm 10-6. It's people's escape, it's people's relaxation, and we need to do everything in order to continue that great uh, tradition of... Birthday boy. You've been sleeping over there? Pepsi.